the first official episode of the Takes of Steel podcast. I'm your esteemed co-host and Big J Journo, Hunter Steel. For those of you that follow the blog, you know I started out after watching countless bad take after bad take and uh, kind of got the inspiration to make this podcast from my first guest here. Uh, this podcast can be something new, something to highlight college athletes around the country, maybe give you a little look into their lives and maybe little offer some comedic relief on the way. Um, to say I didn't get some inspiration from watching some super cringy interviews with some of my friends who happen to be athletes, not a brag. Uh, that'd be a complete lie. So without further ado, here we go. Uh, the first official guest on the podcast is none other than former Florida Tech Panther, current Murray State racer, and future Green Bay Packer, Eric Johanning. Eric, how are you doing? <laughs> Wow, that was uh, quite the intro, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's really nice that we finally got to do this, man. I'm I'm glad to be here. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but you were actually the inspo for this. So, oh, I know. I I, I remember uh, you sending me your first article, and I gave it a quick little read, and I was like, "This is golden, man. You sh- you got to make a podcast or get some oh, kind of please. show going with this too." Oh, please. <laughs> um thank you for being the first official guest uh you're actually the first friend of the program too so you hold that award with high honor oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get a plaque made and mount it on my wall somewhere yeah i'll, I'll, get, high it, honor. I'll get it mailed out to you so <laughs> to start off uh i figured i'd just give people the people a quick rundown of who you are uh you attended the all prestigious high school melbourne central catholic and uh once you're done there, you decided to become a hometown hero and go to FIT. Thank you. And <laughs> after, right. FIT, after after FIT decided they uh, wanted a new basketball quarter over a football team, you transferred to Murray State. And you're currently playing D-line and are a redshirt sophomore, correct? Yes, that is that is correct. Actually, um, right now, I'm still technically a redshirt freshman because of the pandemic. Oh, you know, they're giving us oh, this year okay, back, and yeah, we didn't have a fall years. season. Yeah, we didn't have our fall season, so we're playing in the spring. We got our first game on uh, February, I believe it's the 21st. That sounds right, against Southeast Missouri uh, State, I think, SEMO. That's the abbreviation. And, um, you know, I, I, I basically get to play this year – with no consequences on eligibility. So including yeah, this year, I got four years left. Yeah, we in the biz call that house money, actually. So oh, really? That's a big, <laughs> big, big J journo term. You'll, you'll learn. But uh, um, I just wanted to start kind of give people, you know, a background of your early life. You know, I told said you played football at MCC and FIT. Uh, you also played for that villain team, West Melbourne, uh, and you had a lot of success there. Uh, what age did you start playing football? Okay, so the youth football days for me started when I was about five or six. And I started out in Pop Warner for the South Brevard Cougars, who are now known as the Palm Bay Rockets, I think. I don't know if they've changed their name again. But last I checked, they were the Palm Bay Rockets. And, you know, my parents got tired of having to wake up at 3 a.m. to drive three hours to get to a game that started at like 7 a.m. because we were the youngest division. Mm -hmm. So we went to the City League and I joined the Bayside Bears in their first year as a program. 
um, mostly because my (laughs) – yeah, I'm kind of sorry that happened too because (laughs) my first year there, you know, I played a little uh, fullback tight end action and uh, also defensive line. And we had great players on the team. I mean, a lot of the guys ended up going to MCC with us. And, I mean, you saw how good our MCC team was. But, unfortunately, Palm Bay just had way better players, and so did West Melbourne. That's that's where the studs come from. (laughs) So, I'm at at Bayside. Were you kind of right away just like, holy shit, I'm way bigger than, like, all these kids? Or were you just, like, one day wake up and you're, like, 6'3"? 270 so i was always taller than everybody but naturally i wish i could pull up a picture of myself from like eighth grade or uh freshman year of high school i was always a string bean man yeah (laughs) like i like in the little league that we played in i'm not sure if you know about the green stripe rule oh oh i'm too familiar with the green stripe (laughs) were you a green striper (laughs) Uh, I was. I, I hold that crown with uh, with basically everything I own. So, yeah, I was. Oh, there's no shame in being a green striper, man. You got to love the you're trenches. Preaching, you're, you're preaching to the choir on that one, my friend. <laughs> well, for uh, your audience, the green stripe rule basically states that um, since this little league went by age for their division, uh, divisions, um if you weighed over a certain amount, they would put a piece of green duct tape down the middle of your helmet. And you would, once it was there, like that was there for the season. You, you yeah, like, you, even if you drop back under the weight, you were still a green striker for that season. Yeah. You, you were stamped on that. You couldn't, you can't shake that once you get it. And having that green stripe meant that you could never intentionally uh, have a play designed for you to touch the ball. So the only way a green striper could touch the ball is basically off of an interception, a fumble, or I don't know, some other crazy kind of play. I don't even know if fumble ruskies would be uh, legal for green stripers. But um, Is it safe to say that's the first time you've ever been fat shamed? Oh, see, I was never a green striper. Oh, okay, okay. Then, dude, what are are we talking about here? So you – I, I, what I, my main point was, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I was always the tallest one on my team, but I was so skinny that I never got green striped. So, oh, okay. so you dodged it, lucky. When I, you know, all through youth football, I was like, oh, when I finally like get to high school or college, I'm going to be a tight end because that's what I did all through youth league, and I played D line oh, too, yeah. but I really love playing tight end. And then you know, I get to high school. And our OC is like, oh yeah, we don't believe in tight ends here. We run, we run spread. Like, don't yeah, worry about that. Dude, uh, you're at a Catholic high school and you're bigger than everyone out here. You're playing on the line. Yeah, that's basically what happened. So, I'm on the D line freshman year, at about six foot, a buck sixty five. You know, they're not going to put me on the O line with that when we got monsters like, you know, our our buddy Zach or. Uh, Good old yeah, Robert exactly. Baichu. <laughs> yeah, shout out. No free shout outs, but shout out. <laughs> so I played D-line until I finally put the weight on, and then it was time for O-line. And then, you know, we get our OC, the new OC senior year. Coach Schneider comes in, and, 
you know, he talks to me. He's like, hey, man, you want to potentially play tight end? And the selfless player that I am, I'm looking at my backups on the O-line. I'm like, if I leave left tackle, we got we're, nobody we're, else. Yeah, we're done right now. So I was like, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to take one for the team and play left tackle. So When did you uh, realize that you wanted to play college football? Was that at a young age or like when you got to high school and realized it was a possibility? Mm, well, truth be told, until my eighth grade year, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. So, Oh, really? <laughs> I get into high school and I realize that the six-foot frame that I had didn't really scream big man because I was yeah, uh, um, a low-post player back in elementary school and – in middle school yeah i was uh you know I, I always perceived myself to be like a an olajuwon or you know maybe yeah, a yeah. little a, a little carmelone mailman action going on or something yeah with, without all the extra stuff because we yeah some stuff but that's neither here <laughs> nor there uh what was it about murray state that uh made you want to go there i mean was it like you just saw john morant like dunking on a bunch of people and you're like that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> No, um, Jaw was gone, obviously, by the time I got here. So, so that, unfortunately, Jaw. Next question I was going to ask: Are you and Jaw boys? You know, I've uh, reached out to him on Twitter. I haven't gotten that response yet, man. I'm waiting for him to dude come back Hollywood. so we can build that relationship. Dude went Hollywood. It's messed up. Forgot about the people back in Murray, especially the ones that he never got to meet, like me. Yeah, those are the <laughs> those are the best of friends. Um, I mean, they so can you guys be. Have, uh, what's up? I said, I mean, they can be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No doubt. We all know that. Um, so you guys have a seven-game season coming up this spring. Uh, it's kind of a two-part question. I just wanted to ask, how badly did it suck this fall to watch other people around the nation get to play? And uh, you guys had to sit there and watch. And how excited are you heading into this spring season getting to play? Oh, it was, it was definitely rough having to watch others get to play and you're just kind of sitting back and doing nothing. But at the same time, you know, I grew up a big Wisconsin Badger fan. And uh, the last two seasons, you know, I've been busy with college football. And I haven't really been able to invest in my my good old faithful Badgers. And this year I finally yeah, I mean, got to reconnect with them. They were pretty great this year. So that was awesome that you got to jump in while it was hot. Well, yeah, I mean – <laughs> they were great for the first two weeks. That and, Illinois uh, game, you couldn't tell. Graham Rhodes was winning the Heisman. You guys were going all the way there after that game. Yeah, and he gets COVID after that, and I'm like, oh, great. Here we, here comes the downfall of our season, and he comes back, and he, he tore it up again against Michigan, and I don't know what happened after uh, after that. He got the yips or something. Yeah, but – yeah. It was fun getting to watch like all the drama uh, in college in the college football world again, you know, especially at the uh, the FBS level because, you know, I, I I don't play at that level and it's always fun getting to watch all that go down and yeah, being absolutely. able to reconnect with all that was fun. But I still definitely, I'm, my heart was yearning to be back on the field for uh, yeah. for Saturdays. Uh, is there but, a part uh, of you that's a little? Oh wait. What's up? Continue. Sorry, I, I keep cutting you off. I was going to answer the uh, the second part of your question um, for heading into this spring season. 
Um, you know, being on a new team, I'm definitely excited. New system. Uh, still part of the three down front, but, uh, you know, at FIT, I was playing a little nose tackle, which some might say that's controversial, but I know our, our DC at FIT knew what he was doing. You know, 260 nose tackle isn't exactly traditional, but they got me back out at defensive end. Or, Dude, you're, you're like Aaron Donald. Um, you know, man, uh, I didn't want to put that out there. You did, but I, will, I won't disagree with you on that. Yeah, well, you are you are Aaron Donald like. Except, you know, I'm like four inches taller and my body fat's probably like 10, 15 percent higher. But other than that, yeah. we're like spot on. Yeah, you guys are twins. Um, <laughs> is there a part of you that's upset that you guys can't get a rematch game against Georgia after they kind of stole that one against you guys last year? <sighs> oh, you might be speaking to the wrong man, dude. Uh, you know, if I was there, if I was a part of that. I might, I might say differently, but, it, you know, it doesn't hurt me like it hurts the other guys. So, you might – and, you know, if you can get our boy uh, D. Nell on the show, you know, good teammate of mine through high school and even now here at Murray State, he might be able to give you a better answer than I can. But since yeah, I didn't I mean, get to play in that game, you know. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they flat out got lucky. So, I mean, I, you guys need to run that back. From the film I've seen, I, I think that's uh, that's an accurate statement. I mean, my roommate, actually, if you go watch uh, college football's biggest hits from the 2019-2020 season, my roommate's featured in that video as a part of that game. That uh, I mean, that right there, that's that's better than going to the NFL, if we're being honest. He's immortalized in, like, YouTube Football Hall of Fame. That's that, that's right there. That's That's the crown jewel. That's what you aspire for. Yeah. I mean, if I can get there, then my football career would have been a success. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, shine some light on your academic life. Uh, what are you studying? I remember you were studying to be a pilot at Ford Tech. Are you still doing that? No. <laughs> um, I was hoping we'd avoid this, but yeah. since you asked. Well, um, we, you can you can feel free to punt the question if you want to. It's by any means. Go, oh, go no, ahead. no. I don't mind talking about it, but uh, – yeah, I realized that I got into the world of aviation just because I wanted to try watch, and impress. Watch Top Gun, and you were like, it's pretty sick. Yeah, Tom Cruise has always been a, a role model for me. You know, he's uh, he's li- he's definitely living on the uh, living on the highway to the danger zone, and uh, yeah. it's just I wanted to embody that. <laughs> Tower, but. <laughs> But um, all seriousness, I uh, I got into aviation because I think I was trying to impress others instead of focusing on what I really wanted to do. Yeah. So yeah. I I realized that about halfway through last year, and I'm like, man, I what am I doing in this major? And yeah, you're I'm like that guy that tells all his buddies that he's gonna be that he's gonna be a doctor. Yeah, and then he ends up being like, I, 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 you know, I don't want to like put down anybody in this profession, but like a, uh, like a pharmaceutical salesman or something, you know? Yeah. Like does all the undergrad just to wimp out of med school, something like that. <laughs> we don't, we don't shame. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm uh, 
I, I remember having the conversation with my roommates. I'm like, what am I doing in aviation, man? And they're like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I love sports. More specifically, I love football. And you know, I, I really like anatomy and you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, human health sciences. And they were like, well, why don't you think about becoming like a strength and conditioning coach or a position coach or even like, you know, something as simple as like a PA or, you know, something in that world. And they're listing off all these things. I was like, yeah, I got to get into exercise science or kinesiology. So I go to my advisor at FIT. They don't have it. And then like two months later, the program shuts down. And I'm like, wow, that's really sad, but it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Now I can go to a school that has the major that I really want to be in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I had to take it with a grain of salt, but honestly it worked out for the best for me. Yeah. I mean, sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the, the program that got me, uh, in here and, uh, I still don't know exactly what I want to do, but at least I know I'm in the right department. Yeah. I mean, that's all that matters right there. Student athlete. You heard it here. Athlete student, um, actually. Football got me here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're so right. Um, <laughs> I wanted to shine some light on FIT. Um, for the people that don't know, uh, like Eric just said, FIT shut down their football program earlier this year due to COVID and some logistical problems. Uh, can't get too much of the details because I don't know. Them. But do, I want to ask, do you still keep in touch with the guys? I imagine you do. Oh, yeah. I mean – my phone's going crazy right now. Uh, the group chat's going off about who knows what. But uh, there was a group chat that we started uh, after the travel day roster was set our freshman year. All the red shirts, uh, I don't know who started the group chat, but I was like the fifth one in there. They all just started yeah. adding the red shirts one by one. And I think we're up to like, like 15, 16 people, something like that. Um, so – Going, rolling deep is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, we we text on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, in fact, last Christmas break, this past Christmas break, I uh, went to Colorado with one of my old roommates to visit uh, an old teammate that played with us at FIT. He transferred to Colorado School of Mines. And uh, we went up there to visit him in Denver, took a little skiing trip. Um, you know, we got to also visit his dog, which was cool because he got the dog in quarantine. And at the same time, he also got a nine to five job five days a week. Oh, so, so basically the really, like, dog likes you more than him. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we raised the dog for the first six months of its life and it was good to re uh, reconnect with him. I, I really miss my buddy. Yeah. It's, well, it's good to hear that you guys still keep in touch. It's a shame what happened to the program. Um, do they refer to you as Eric or the guy that made that sick pick six in practice at one time? Okay. So the pick six, what people don't know uh, about our practices is that the, the, how do I put this in a way that makes sense? Um, you know, every, you know, everyone's practice is controlled. You know, you don't just go out there and like run scrimmages willy nilly. Right. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like when I was at FIT, I had, I think I had f like four or five career interceptions during practices. 
practice. And <laughs> I never got an opportunity during the game to pick one off. Like our defensive line would bat down so many passes and it they would get tipped up in the air and I'm just like looking up at the ball and I'm like, it's coming right for me. Like I'm going to get it. Like my first camp in college football history, or, or I'm sorry, my first camp for my college football career, I get two interceptions and I think it was on back-to-back days. I remember after the second one, I was like, wow, is it really this easy to get turnovers? Dude, this is, this is easy, man. Yeah. And I get into the games and I'm like, how come I'm not getting these turnovers like that, man? Like, it, it, like I had a, a sack in my first career game and a couple TFLs here and there in between. No, I think I played in nine total games my redshirt freshman year. And not a single opportunity for, you know, picking one up and making it a house call. It's a sad, sad big man story right there. It is because you know getting the touchdown in uh, in practice is quite a rush. But at the end of the day, it's practice. It doesn't matter if you can't put six up on the board on a Saturday. Yeah. Last uh, FIT question: Who would win in a fight, Pete the Panther or Dunker from Murray State? I haven't even met Dunker yet. Sounds I, I like Pete the Panther's wiping the floor with him then. Frankly, I didn't even know that was his name. I thought it was Racer One. I, I you well, know I gotta educate see, myself. I did a more. I did a quick Google search and maybe it's a basketball mascot or something, but there was there was two mascots there. This one looks like pretty pretty tough horse. He might, he might mess you up. But Pete the Panther sounds like he's taking that. Dude, Pete's my dog. I don't know if I can go against Pete. Yeah. But so at the same time. Like you know that answer. Pete is a nice guy. I'm not sure if he's a fighter, but I can't do my dog Pete dirty like that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the expected answer, I think. Um, <laughs> another fo- football question. Uh, as a defensive lineman, how do you maintain focus playing and play out? Like, you know, if they're running the ball to the other side of the field or you're getting there right as the quarterback's getting the ball out, like, does that get frustrating? Like, how do you, how do you maintain a focus if you're only getting, like, you know, a tackle or two a game? Um, that's a good question. I, um, I've never let the statistics bother me that much. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't really take pride in, uh, you know, I got that sack or I got that tackle because the way a defense works is it's an 11 piece puzzle, right? You know, everyone does their job. If everyone does their job and their job only, it's not going to be, Who's going to be the hero on this play? It's just going to be, okay, what? which person does the ball carrier want to get tackled by at this point? Because it's all going to go for zero yards, you know? Yeah. So that's just kind of the way I look at it. I, You know, I'll celebrate a five-yard loss with my team, even if I wasn't the one making the play, because I, it'll feel like, you know, I contributed to that because he saw I'm in my gap. He's not going to want to run towards me. He sees that and he bounces back. Oh, wait, here comes the pressure from the boundary corner to come and, you know, clean him up because he was too busy trying to make up his mind on where he wants to go with the ball. So team, team man right there. Yeah. I mean, I, last year, um, you know, like I said, week one, I had a sack and I was like, you know, running on such a high from that for the rest of the game. And I was flying around and, feeling good about myself, but uh, 
two weeks later, my stat line, I think it was against Delta State, was like two tackles and one, I think it was one assisted, one solo. And I felt that was one of my better games of the year just because I was, you know, coming off the ball hard, holding point, just doing my job about as good as that I, as I could have. But looking back at that other game that I had the sack in, I made a lot of mistakes, even though I had the better stats. I had like five tackles that game in a sack. And I didn't play all that well. I graded out in like the 60s that game. And then for that Delta State game, I graded out somewhere in the 80s. So I never really took a lot of pride in the in the numbers after the game in, in terms of stats. I, I look at it more as uh, – Win your individual battle. That's where I take pride. Yeah, you're, you're Jameis Winston. You're eating W's. It's all matters. Um, all what's, what's your go-to sack dance? Um, so last year it was uh, finger looking good is what I called it. You know, just uh, give the folks five little quick finger licks like I'm cleaning off my the tips of my fingers after eating some buffalo wings. You know, I, I would even do the sound just for my benefit, get a little – you know, let them know. Yeah, but um, I'm not going to be original this year. I don't think I've I've been inspired by a retro Green Bay player by the name of Gilbert Brown. I don't know if you know that name. Is it the Taser celebration, or was that Albert Hainsworth? Or no. So Gilbert Brown was the Packers defensive tackle uh, when Reggie White was there. Okay. This man stood at about 6'3", probably about 370, 380 pounds. Not, not a big sack guy, but – a house. <laughs> uh, probably more than a house. This guy was – this guy was dense to say the least. But uh, he had a celebration for whenever he'd get triple teamed and still make the tackle or, you know, big TFL. His celebration was called the Grave Digger, and uh, you can find a video on it on YouTube somewhere. But I think that's what I'm going to bust out this year. I'll, I'll link a video in here somewhere. People will see it. Don't you worry. I think they need to. Uh, what's a D lineman that you like? Try to model your game after, and don't give me like the typical hardworking white guy answer with JJ Watt. Well, I wasn't going to say JJ Watt, but I think I was going to give you a typical white guy answer. <laughs> um, the two guys that I watch the most and try and learn from are actually they they do very different things, and that's why I try and learn from them is because you know I want to learn from both ends life. of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, first things first, I will say for as good as he is, I will never watch Aaron Donald and try and you know replicate that ever because I'm just going to end up looking silly. I'm not built like that. There's a lot of young defensive linemen out there who want to be like that. I am telling you, unless if you are the one in a million that Aaron Donald is, do not try and emulate his game. It will not happen. Sounds good. Doesn't work. Yeah. It looks good too, but when when you when you when you're not Aaron Donald, it ain't gonna be pretty. Yeah. Amen to that. But uh to answer your original question. I think the two guys that I learned from the most are Kyle Williams and uh, the second one's Gerald McCoy. Okay, great. Some great picks there. 
Yeah. Some, I mean, some bruisers. GMAC has got a lot of natural twitch. Uh, he's got great hips. And on top of that, you know, he does, he shows all that on the inside. You know, he loves playing three technique, which I'm going to be playing a lot of this year. And that's a big reason why I started watching him is because I remember one time I was watching those NFL 100 videos. This was probably like 2016, 2017. And he's talking about like, all I want to do is play three technique, man. Don't put me in a five. Don't put me in a shade. All I want to do is play three technique. And I was like, I remember watching that video. I was like, why would you ever want to do that? You know, you get the most double teams there. It's it's so tight in on there on pass rush. Like, it just does not sound fun. But he's able to play at that position at such a high level. And he's done it for so long that I was like, I need to watch this guy's film and see what he does well. And, you know, it comes out his hips more explosive than you'll see hardly any other defensive lineman in the league. You know, he knows how to play the double team, get a good little bar stool in there. Yeah. And he's got nice wiggle on the pass rush too. I mean, getting 10 plus sacks as a three technique is not exactly easy. So watching him do all that really amazes me. And uh, for Kyle Williams, I mean, that's, that's your classic hardworking white guy answer right there. He, uh, he played – how long did he play? Like like 12, 13 years, something yeah, like that? I was going to say 13, something like that. Yeah. And uh, – Bill's Mafia. He, uh, you know, he just plays with a ton of grit. Not, not the most athletic guy in the world, but super strong, has great pad level, great hands. And, you know, he played for as long as he did with one team for a reason because – you know, he's good at his job. But he, they got great Buffalo Wings, too. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that's hard to argue with, too. To uh, kind of wrap things up here, uh, <clears throat> what game on the schedule are you looking forward to the most? And uh, what's your prediction for the record of the year besides 7-0? I mean, 7-0 is the only answer, so. Um. I don't know. I don't know what game I'm looking forward to the most. You know, I haven't gotten to play against any of these teams before. But um, I guess uh, just based off of uh, the fact that I had an old teammate who ended up at Austin P. Uh, I'm probably looking forward to that one just to be able to throw in a few, uh, few comments while I'm on the sideline because he plays defensive line too. Uh, I'll throw in a few comments while he's out on the field just to try and mess with his head. You know, I'll be having fun with that. But, um, you know, JSU is also one that I'm looking forward to because I saw how well they played Florida State this past year. Yeah, A lot of people might not say that's impressive, but it's an FCS school playing an FBS school. So, I I mean, last year it was, it was basically two FCS schools. So, I mean, but <laughs> – I mean, yeah, you're you hit the nail on the head. They they played us tough. They almost beat us. Yeah, so I think they're going to be the team to beat in the conference this year. So I am looking forward to that one too. But that's a long ways away. I think that one's last game of the year, April 11th, something like that. We uh, we you know we always talk about winning the conference championship here, and our coach says if we're going to do that, the way to do that is to beat JSU. So. They're definitely uh, high up on our list of 
must-win games. Uh, this is the uh, last question. Uh, this is a true or false question. Aaron Rodgers has more NFC titles than Rex Grossman. Why'd you have to do me like that, man? <laughs> well, thanks, Eric. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. It was great to have you. No, I'm kidding. Um, but seriously, you're, you are now officially a friend of the program. So anytime I text you or call you, you have to come on. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I uh, I wish I could show you my canvas, but yesterday I had 15 assignments due by next Sunday, and now I'm down to like three. So, you know, I'm able to finish my work like that. I'm free for a good part of my day, especially on Fridays. I'm, you know, I'll be happy to help you out anytime you want, man. Well, I, I appreciate that, sir. Uh, everyone out there that's listening, you know, there's probably millions of people. Keep an eye out for Eric and uh, Murray State this year. Remember, football's not dead. There's spring season, FCS, get the people going. We're not dead. We're, football season's still going. Thanks, that's Eric, right. for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Of course.